Hello and Happy New Year! I'm Boyan Fierst, and you're listening to episode 0.4 of Rural Roots. This is a fourth in a series of test episodes before the official show launch on March 3rd. This episode was recorded in my office at the Leslie Harris Center of Regional Policy and Development at Memorial University of Newfoundland in St. John's. My guest here was Dr. Ivan Emke. Ivan is based out of Grenfell Campus of Memorial University in Corner Brook, on the west coast of the main island of Newfoundland. His research is wide-ranging, but almost always focused on some aspect of rural living. We talked about a lot of things, including his childhood in rural Ontario and a path that took him to Newfoundland. For this short episode, I want to give you a taste of the conversation we had about his interest in communications tools and the role they can play in creating rural communities. I want to play a bit of the conversation we had about community radio and social media. Here is Ivan talking about his experience of community radio on Newfoundland's Great Northern Peninsula. At first, when we did radio, we all we pretty much for a long time we've also added an, uh, a stream on the internet so people can can listen in from wherever they are. And we were a bit reticent to add Facebook because Facebook was, you know, how would we connect that in with the radio stuff that we were doing? And the first few times we tried to do it is that we created a Facebook site for it. And that's terribly artificial. Like, who's going to really, you know, you harangue people. Okay, log in, you know, like us, like us. I have that to think about Facebook. Like us. Isn't that our culture? Like me, like me. Anyway, so it didn't quite work. And then we did a radio broadcast in Conch up in the Northern Peninsula a couple of years back. And Conch has a Facebook site with about a thousand expatriates on it. So these are people who grew up in Conch. Conch has yeah, maybe 200 people right now. And now they live in Alberta or they live in uh, Saudi Arabia or wherever. They're all over the place. And so that's a pre-existing community on the Internet, on the Facebook site. You know, they'd send a message to Joan, who was helping us, Joan Simmons, who was there. And they'd say, oh, I'm listening in, and can you do this or that, or can you tell the story of, or, or whatever. And then we had a, there was a young person, we had a kitchen party as part of it. And there was a young person doing Instagrams and whatever and putting things on Facebook. And, so, and, and they're well connected, you know, these conch people. And they would see this and then they would say, oh, I see Uncle John is there. Tell him to sing that song about the dog. <laughs> and so then she'd say, Uncle John, they want that song about the dog. And so Uncle John would sing the song about the dog, which they would then hear on the Internet, on the web webcast. And then they'd see some pictures occasionally posted on Instagram or on Facebook. And it was like for that moment, Conch was no longer an outport. It was a netport. Like it was connected to all of those other people around there. And we thought, okay, well, that's how Facebook works. You have to have something that exists that's part of, organically part of that community. And then just tack it on, tack on this, add this bit of content. We're not really doing much at all. Like they're doing it all. We bring a few microphones and so on. Uh, but that's it, because that's all their culture there that they're sharing. And they need it so much. They want it so much. They crave it that they'll do the work. They'll find, you know, you know they sent us uh, MP3s of things that they got off, old cassette tapes and stuff like that, and asked if we'd play it on the radio. Well, there's, there, there were like 85 households in Conch, you know, 84 of them were listening to us on, on the internet. I think one was listening to us on the FM. And we sort of wondered, why do we have an FM? <laughs> why do we bring all this equipment? <laughs> but that would be an example of a tool that's used to reproduce what's, I guess, a traditional community activity. 
that works in this modern context where people are all over different continents and um, they're separated by time and uh, and everything else. Somebody called in and they said they have to, they're going to call their boss and call in homesick because they didn't want to miss the program because of the time difference. But it was beautiful because that's that's how even a, a technology that. I must admit, I was probably kind of like, oh, well, you know, I'm not, I'm sort of lukewarm about the value of it. That even a technology benign like that, or we're not quite sure, can, in the right hands or in the right people, in this case, a community that was an organic community that still cares about each other, it can become a tool that's really quite valuable. I'm going to stop it right here. That was a very small taste of a much longer interview you're going to hear in the near future. We're almost a month away from the launch. I will keep producing these short episodes to give you a taste of what is to come. You can listen to our first full episode on March 3rd. That's all for today. You just listened to episode 0.4 of Rural Roots, a show that asks what is rural in the 21st century. Thanks for listening, and I hope you join us next week. To subscribe to the podcast, visit ruralrootspodcasts.com. That's all one word. Rural, R-O-U-T-E-S, podcasts.com. And please, let me know what you think about the show. I am Boyan Fierst, and you just listened to Rural Roots. Stay in touch. Mm-hmm.